0: Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical to manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine woo-woo and work ethic, strategy and manifestation, then stay tuned. This is for you. Hello everyone. So today we have the moon in Scorpio and Scorpio is really all about that, that transformative, shadowy intense powerful deep energy like Scorpio is a sign of like sex death transformation um it's really like a time to dive into deep healing into your subconscious but also being aware of like where maybe you're being jealous or you are having shadow projections around things um yeah it's kind of like a deep energy like I feel like the words that come to mind with Scorpio is like still waters that run deep um and it's kind of it's really a time to explore like maybe the taboo or like the kind of darker side of life because everything has duality and it's not like I feel like a lot of spiritual teachings can be like oh all love and light but we have to acknowledge there is a duality because like what we resist persists but we we can like accept and integrate it all that's when we become whole instead of just trying to spiritually bypass things and pretend that they are not there um This moon phase analysis was brought to you by the Magic of Eye Astrology Planner. It is a beautiful vegan leather planner, and they also have journals and moon phase calendars. And as a listener of the podcast, you can get 10% off anything in their shop using the code Kim Akrig, K-I-M-A-K-R-I-G, and their website is magicofeye.com. So... What has been happening lately? My RTT studies are still in full swing. I will be certified as of May. So the testimonials coming coming in have been pretty powerful and amazing. You can check them out on my Instagram, which is at Kim.acrig, Um, Yeah, it's a really powerful healing modality, if you don't know what it is, where we... Go into your subconscious and discover the root cause of your patterning or your limiting beliefs or like the patterns that you feel like you're playing out over and over again and you just can't seem to shake them. And we just go in there discover the root cause and totally like pluck them out and rewire your brain with new empowering beliefs. So it is such an amazing modality and I'm so excited to be able to open my books in May. So if you're interested in learning more about it, just like send me a DM on Instagram and we can figure out um, a time for you when I am taking bookings and what else? I feel like things have just been a little bit quiet over here for the moment because I've just been like deep in study mode and like recording some really cool podcasts which is exciting as well um but yeah today's episode i am speaking with Gemma Petherbridge, and Gemma is a theta healer as well as she runs a crystal store called Cons- conscience crystals um and i did a session a couple of theta healing sessions with her and they were just so deeply transformative in terms of like helping me uncover like what are some limiting beliefs that I've been running and how they were holding me back so I'm super excited to have her on here to talk a little bit more about it and also just how she's fully used her intuition to run her business which is so powerful and amazing and something we can all be learning from so let's get into the show. Um, I wanted to start off first by asking you what's your morning ritual?
1: Okay. Hi Ken. Um, My name's Gemma. My morning ritual is, um, well, it's kind of changed. I used to be very into getting up, doing the yoga, doing the meditation, um, you know, the kind of uh, 5am club behavior. Um, But I found it's more flexible and like a seasonal thing for me. Like in the winter, I would rather kind of get a few extra hours sleep. And that benefits me more than getting up too early. Um, in the summer, I'm up really early. So, in the summer, I may do the full on big routine. Um, and also flexibility. So, instead of just having it all set out and a half an hour of this, half an hour of that, I'd rather wake up and ask myself in the morning what I need. It's often, um, journaling is a norm for me, asking myself, what I need to learn today, how I'm feeling, any sort of lessons or insights and then like intuitively writing the answers. And then generally I do some running. I've got a treadmill in the house so I'll do some sort of high interval running. Um, But literally every day is a bit different now. Yeah, I love that. I feel like sometimes you
0: get into like too much of a routine so it's just better to like do with what you feel like.
1: Yeah, you know those sort of especially times of the month where you you just don't want to do what you did yesterday and you just need to do something different yeah yeah even if it's just having a nice breakfast and then starting the day so yeah
0: yeah absolutely um do you want to tell us a little bit about like what you do and how did you get to this point
1: okay so i'm a theta healer and a crystal specialist. So they're very different and similar at the same time. Um, to explain how I got there, it's been a bit of a long process. Um, I had a normal childhood. I had family ups and downs like everyone else has had. Uh, went to uni. And then in my second year of uni, um, this is the kind of down a bit, my parents both passed away. Um. Same year, different reasons. And as is normal for a lot of people getting into spirituality and alternative medicines and everything like that, it kind of set me on the path of knowing why I went to uni wasn't now the reason I wanted to stay at university. So I went into uni thinking I was going to be a businesswoman in London, in the city. I left uni and the following a week. I literally signed up to do hypnosis training, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just had an instinct that was interesting, and I wanted to help people. Um, my parents had very short illnesses, but quite dramatic illnesses, and therefore you kind of come out wanting to help other people. Um, so I did that. Then I did my Reiki training, EFT, kinesiology, like you know. Oh, kind of do lovely. all of them really quickly. Uh, went backpacking and then came back to the UK and moved up to London. And kind of, although I loved all of that, got into the like what's really normal about being a big city. I needed to, needed to pay the rent, uh, sustain living in London, and I just got myself a normal job working for a company called NotOnTheHighStreet.com, so like an online e-retailer. Mm. And all of that training kind of sadly went away for a few years. Um, I worked for Not On The High Street. um, They support small businesses. So I left working for them to set up my own small business selling products through them. And I've done that with my husband now for eight years. Um, And I loved it. I still love it. We've still got the business. It's now his baby. He looks after that. Mm but I found that I was missing the original thing of wanting to help people. So in the last three years, I've started to kind of go back in, well, I've started to go back into that, I'm very much back into that now, um, but with a more confidence. You know how they say everything happens for a reason? Yeah. I definitely needed to set up that business to have the confidence to run my own business and to manage businesses, to manage staff, and now to have the confidence to stand up in front of people and talk and run workshops. And so it's, I don't regret any of that. It was perfect training that I needed to do what I do now. Mm. So in the last few years, um, the first thing I got into was crystals. I've always been into crystals. Um, I had an accident. I stupidly fell down a big flight of stairs about two years ago and spent An embarrassing six weeks either stood like I could stand literally upright I couldn't move I could stand upright so I could work at my desk if I had to work or embarrassingly I had to lie down face down on the bed that's the only two things I could do (laughs) but it meant I could read books off the side of my bed as my entertainment And in that time, it got me, so again, everything happening for a reason, it got me back into my training. Mm. um, And I was reading a lot about crystals. And when I was doing that, I read so many books so quickly, I started to see the crossover of the meaning of the crystals. Mm. I don't think we normally notice if we read, like we go to a crystal shop, buy a crystal, read its meaning, and then we just take that as that's. Fact and move on. Because I was reading so many books, I was starting to understand more of why why it means that. Without boring you too much, it's, oh, like, it's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> prime example: a crystal that's got lots of lines in it is a sedimentary rock. And the lines, um, when you look at the metaphysical reasons of a crystal, the lines would be layers of an issue. Mm. So um, in that period of the the six weeks I wasn't very well I went from reading all these meanings to reading the geology then the science and putting it all together. So now I run very specific workshops that explain how it all interlinks. Mm -hmm. Um, So again it's meant to be it's a very weird period I looked really funny. My husband was kind of, you know, like you try, yeah, okay, it cows in a lot of pain, but you try and see the funny side. So it was an entertaining period. And at the same time, um, like you, I love Jess Lively. Mm. And she's one of the treatments that she talks about a lot is theta healing. Mm. And I knew that theta healing was a progression of hypnosis, uh, which I studied, like I said, years ago. Um, and then weirdly when I was walking around London, different people kept saying theta healing. Oh, wow. And the same as when I studied hypnosis, it's like, I don't have any knowledge about it, but I'm going to sign up because something inside of me is telling me it's for me. Yeah. Um, and it's brilliant. So that's, um, so when I'm coaching people now, I use, theta Mm.
0: Um,
1: and then separately to that I've got the crystal business so they're kind of a bit of a yin and yang but they also they serve me well because I like the contrast of the two different things
0: yeah absolutely um do you want to like sort of explain to everyone listening like what is theta healing and like what happens in a session kind of thing
1: yeah okay so um people generally know hypnosis a bit more than they know theta theta's Mm. It's not a new modality, but that is a lesser known one than hypnosis. Um, in hypnosis, uh, the, the client, the person coming to you for help, they are regressed into a hypnotic state, which some people don't like because they believe you can have things happen to you, which is unlikely and you've got to have agreed to that. So it's not, not likely to happen but basically um, yeah, they're regressed down and then they're asked to go back and remember things from their past and they're looking for limiting beliefs or the original reason something happened. Um, Theta myself, I would do it. So it's not the person attending, it's the practitioner who does it. And the way they do that is they're using their intuition. Mm-hmm. And until you are in a treatment, you can't really believe that someone else can get there as well. I know, Kim, you know Theta. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It does happen, it's very interesting. And I think it's lovely for the client because when they notice the person's tapping in is when they start to go, oh, okay, this is gonna help me. This is gonna really make a difference. So yeah, so in Zeta, what I would do as the practitioner. Is basically going to, so hypnosis is like a meditation, that's all it is. It's nothing bigger than that. They're just quietening their brainwaves right down, relaxing. The practitioner does a particular kind of meditation in their minds, that means they're reducing their mind to theta Mm. brainwaves. And from there, it's believed that they're connected to what um, Viana, who created theta, phrases as a creator. I always say to people, you don't have to say creator. You can say God, white light, universe, whatever suits that person. And from there, I generally get guidance. And this is what I love because it's like coaching. But with that input of a higher being telling me what to ask next. And then we kind of do something called a body scan, which is I will visualize the person in front of myself. I'll visualize going sort of head to toe and back up. I'll get a few messages and then we start a dialogue where I'm kind of coaching them, asking them a question. And I'm looking for generally or limiting belief seems to be where most people go. Um, I've gone to past lives. I've gone to ancestral information, um, emotional DNA that needs to be cleared. There's so many different things within And what's really good about Theta as well, if you've got other modalities that you've trained in sometimes you get a note to start using that modality instead so Mm. I've gone into EFT before emotional release technique and it's just you know what to do at that moment does that make sense yeah absolutely and
0: I remember like when we were in this session it's just so crazy because like you'll just be sitting there but you like the like I guess me as the patient, like you get these intuitive hits where you're like, where is this coming from? Like
1: <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah, the patient as well. Um, because we've entered this theta state and the intention is to get there, yeah. Both people generally can pick up on the guidance. And I always say to the client, if you're getting information, like kind of interrupt me because it'll be more significant. So it's quite a back and forth it's very insightful. Yeah. I just remember finding
0: it like so interesting because it's like this awareness of something where like you kind of almost in the back of your head knew it was there, but now it's become like really like at the surface.
1: Like you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Why? Like, yeah, exactly. Whatever's going exactly. on. Exactly. And then when we get to that point where you've got that insight, it's asking, like, why, what lessons, mm. how's it served you? Because chances are a limiting belief is there because it's kept us safe. Mm. Um, that's so normal. It stops, you know, because our bodies want to keep us safe. But they don't want us to do fearful things. And that's even if it's going to do a presentation rather than going to fight the saber-tooth tiger <laughs> of thousands of years ago kind of thing yeah um and as soon as we get that realization and that kind of compassion for ourselves that it's just our bodies trying to help us survive a lot of healing happens straight away but there's also um different ways that theta clears clears it as well which is what basically we ask creator to come in to clear that emotion sometimes to download new emotions which is really interesting um personally i am trying to think what mine were so we get treatments all the time um back in the day my original belief when i started theta was fears um i'm not safe yeah So the first thing I ever got downloaded as an emotion was feeling safe. And that sounds so fundamental and like obvious, but it made sense to me. Like I had a bit of a disruptive childhood, a bit of abuse. And now I'm like, of course I wouldn't have felt safe. And now I've had that feeling downloaded and I understand what safe, feeling safe feels like. Mm. It's changed so many different parts of my life. Like a few, like I've just said, um, I now stand up in front of groups and do talks. I wouldn't have done that a few years ago. Never would have done that.
0: Yeah, totally. I think it's like one of those things where it's like now we almost live such like domesticated lives, but we still have like that like reptile part of your brain that's really like everything is fight or flight. And like it still is evaluating like giving a presentation is the same thing as being attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. And it like acts like you're in the same situation
1: exactly i think we fundamentally we're animals aren't we and we forget Mm -hmm. that yeah because we're so domesticated yeah we work at the same level as animals but we want so much more from ourselves but we then put ourselves in situations that are a bit unfair for our bodies Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. very interesting yeah absolutely um so
0: theta is like a brainwave state but like what are the other brainwave states and like, what do they kind of do?
1: Okay. So um, the main one we're when we awake, we're in um, beta. So that's standard, normal, when you wake up in the morning, you're in that brainwave state. But generally when we go out the door and we're say like, you know, I used to live in London. So straight away, busy, stressful, commuterville, that kind of thing that's called high beta and that's where the fight or flight kicks in so we spend an awful lot of time in that not great kind of our bodies think there's stress is happening to us that maybe we don't realize how much that's putting on our body Mm. so then you've got um alpha which is kind of as you when you come home in the evening and you're relaxing that's that brainwave. so it's as you start to feel like you want to go to sleep mm. you know you're watching the tv you get a bit yeah. tired you're going down into alpha then underneath that is theta so that's where we try and get to in theta healing and that's very much kind of a well it's a REM sleep so it's when you're I don't know when when you've had a treatment with me, I would have said to you, like, my eyes will flicker. Mm. And I pretty much do every time. And that's because I'm in that brainwave. So it's very interesting that you can get in that when you're awake. Yeah. Um, but you can imagine how much you've gone down from this high beta all the way down to thetas. So it's very good for the body. So every time I do a treatment on someone else, I also go away feeling very charged and like energetic again and then underneath that is delta and that's dreaming without the rem Mm. so you know your rem and you're busy and then you go into delta when you're kind of your body goes rigid in sleep Mm. Um, the reason that's so important to get your brain waves down is you want to stay out of that high beta you want to try and be in like, what they call rest and digest parasympathetic mm-hmm. nervous system yeah better for the body better for the mind stops any diseases occurring that kind of thing um yeah does that answer that question yeah
0: totally and like how can people sort of get themselves into that state like say they get home and they want to try and relax but they feel like they can't do you have any like advice or?
1: yeah good question um I'll tell you what I do. Yeah. Um, and it, in fact, I've done it for so long now that I don't need to do it as much anymore. And I seem to kind of stay in the nicer brainwave states longer, yeah. which is I journal first thing in the morning. Have you ever read the book um, Artist's Way by Julia Cameron? Yes, a long time ago. Yeah. So in that book, she talks about journaling, I think it's three sides of paper first thing in the morning. And I started doing this, um, so the other business I was telling you about, a few years ago, um, we grew really, really quickly. We had loads and loads of staff, and it was quite overwhelming. But as soon as we'd moved into a bigger unit and accommodated all these staff, (coughs) excuse me, um, the income started to slow. We were like, oh, no, this is great. (laughs) And I could see I'd need to like basically get rid of a few of the staff and I was going through that stress of knowing this was coming up
0: Mm.
1: and I was extremely stressed all the time and um so I I explained it to people like I was on a scale and it's like zero being no stress at all and I'd wake up in the morning and I was already on five Mm. and it'd be very quick and very easy every day to get up to 10 like pure anxiety at 10 and I found doing this journaling, which was literally you'd sit down and you'd write. The thing is to write anything. Mm. So you start writing almost like what you did the day before yeah. or the stresses that you know are on your mind. And then you have a moment of you don't know what to write. So You just write gobbledygook and then the real underlying problems start to come out after a while. Mm. And that seemed to get me from a five nearer to a zero. Mm. Like, so it's like the start of the day, the scale went back quite a bit. And it meant by the end of the day, I wouldn't have gone as high up that scale. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're like getting it all out preemptively. (laughs) Yeah. And it kind of gave me this um, extra layer of like, if there's a bowl of emotions you can deal with in a day, it kind of emptied it. Yeah. And I could deal with more every day. And now, like, we're going for a lovely period now. There's no stresses like that or anything at all. But I think even so, I've got a bigger allowance of emotional ability to deal with every day before I'd hit an anxiety. I'm not an anxiety. Like, that's not something I have to worry about anyway. But, yeah. So I'd say journaling is a really good one. Good old meditation. Can't beat meditation. People think that meditating is very hard it's not you could just go for a walk and that's a meditation so if you love walking if you love a bath just a quiet bath is the same state as a meditation Um, and if you want to do a proper meditation when I did my yoga teacher training a few years ago they said that the intention of doing it just sitting there and trying is about 75 percent success that you'd get if you did it perfectly. Mm. So there's no fear of getting it wrong.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Because I feel like people are always like, oh, I can't do it right. So I just am not going to
1: do it at all. And it's like, yeah, you just
0: have to show up and keep practicing. It's why it's like a
1: practice. (laughs) Exactly. And these days we've got so many gadgets that we can just turn on. Like I've I've fallen into absolutely loving podcasts. And yesterday I turned my podcast off for a little while and I realized it's probably the first few moments in a few days where I've been in silence. I was like, right, mental note, I need to get back into (laughs) meditating again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like with meditating, I'm like usually listening to something for it. It's been so long since I've actually just sat there and was like quiet
1: yeah and that's the skill in itself because that's what most people try and hide from isn't it when you're when you're in silence is when the emotions come and that's why a lot of people try and hide from it it's interesting a hundred percent I think we're not really given the
0: tools to deal with our emotions like people just kind of push them
1: away or like push them down and they just don't want to feel it so yeah And I'm a typical Brit, you know, the stiff upper lip of the Brits. Yeah. Um, Luckily, it's all changing. There's a lot of, um, you probably see in the royal family, they're they're big into uh, mental health and everything now. And they're making a big thing of it. But yeah, definitely in the UK people are slowly starting to acknowledge their emotions yeah they're defrosting a little bit <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so what kind of things can you work on with theta
1: healing it's a good question and it's a giant long list it's basically pretty much everything yeah um and it does cover the so that theta healing as a trainer it's a big subject loads of modules and it does cover everything and then people generally specialize mm. uh, I seem to attract people that I've sort of want motivation probably because I've got a small business that kind of person who wants to set up a small business mm-hmm. most things go back to limiting beliefs which mean you can pretty much help most, most people you just need to get to that limiting belief mm-hmm. Uh, It's very, very good as well for actual physical ailments. Mm. I'm trying to think what it wouldn't cover. It's very good. Um, One of the things I love seeing the most is like it repairs relationships. It helps you understand the other side of a situation, Um, and it gives gives you things. So you've got the where it will repair and take away issues. It will also help you become something so if you're trying to like I just said set up a new business gain more confidence it will help you look back and see what what's happened in the past that's maybe making that harder for you and then it will also help you become that confident person
0: yeah totally and I feel like when I did the session with you I feel like it was so enlightening because I like uncovered beliefs around the things that were stopping me from finishing things. And when I thought about it, I was like, oh, it's just been like running in the background the whole time. And I'd never really been aware of it. But as soon as you kind of become aware of it, you're like, oh, I see how this has been sort of running the whole show like for so long.
1: Yeah. And you were a very interesting person to work with because I was getting constantly that you knew, didn't I? Like your intuition knows. Yeah. And I get that a lot. Um, A lot of the people I work with, um, it's training them how to work with their intuition, Mm. which is really interesting and how they can, what I'm starting to understand now is pretty much most people could almost coach themselves Mm. if they tap into their intuition Mm -hmm. and it's just learning how to do that. And again, that's where these brainwave states are so important because if you can get yourself away from the stressful states into a calm state, for one, you'll make more sensible decisions anyway, but also your intuition starts to come in. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, it's rarely a voice in your head telling you what to do next. <laughs> it's more, isn't it? That's what we expect, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. someone's someone. going to just like write you a letter and be like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It ends up being the gut instincts, mm. those feelings of right and wrong. Like prime example, last week, there's a shop in London that I'm thinking I'd like to rent. There's two shops actually. And I was asking my intuition, like which one? Yeah. And it literally went yes to one. And I got the weirdest kind of sickening feeling to the other one, although I love the shop. Yeah. And contacted the one that I was getting the good instincts for first. And it's run really smoothly. The second shop, um, I think the rest of my brain kicked in and I was like, I'll just contact that other shop. Yeah. And no, straight away, you can tell it would be harder to work with that shop. So good. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to tap in and check with yourself. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people who maybe they're not used to getting in tune with their
0: intuition? Like, where do they start? Good question.
1: Um, I would say, the first thing is to notice the two voices in your head mm. without that sounding really insane. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, Kim, but there's the general voice in our heads that's general can also be pretty mean mm. and critical, mm-hmm. and then there's the part of us that witnesses us being mean to ourselves. Mm. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah, and it's that part of us that's the witness that's the that's our higher self kind of being aware of the rest of what's going on. Mm. It's calmer. It's going to be nicer to us. And that's also where our intuition would come from. Mm. So if you're trying to tap into intuition, you need to notice that happening first. The ego is basically the mind chatter is the meaner version of us. We mm. um, have to send it love. It's there. It's trying to help us. It just does it in a way that's can be quite cruel Mm -hmm. the other part's more of a a yoda style voice it may only use one or two words each time it's more of an observer so it's generally quite quiet Mm. and if you can tap into that you should start getting guidance anyway you should start that that feeling of knowing if something's nice for you or not but if you need to go a bit further I would say tap into that knowing, and then try and instead of being in the mind, try and take some nice deep breaths, like breathe in count to count of three, breathe out to the count of three, mm-hmm. and then try and drop your uh, awareness either into your heart or into your tummy. Mm-hmm. And the reason you do that is there's, that scientists now know that there's brain cells, nervous system in the heart and the stomach Mm. That is also in the brain, but it's a lot more of a feeling area of the body.
0: Mm.
1: So if you drop your intention into one of those, whatever one suits you as a person. I'm a heart person. Were you a gut instinct person? I can't remember. I don't
0: know. I feel like I feel things in my heart.
1: Was it heart for you? Yeah. Yeah. Most people I find it's tummy. Yeah. Um, but I'm a heart person as well. And then ask that question again from that area. So you're not doing it from the mind. You've kind of gone deeper. Mm. And you'll either start to get a feeling or you can get words, but they'll be very simplistic words, but they'll make sense to you. So you're not going to get a big, long dialogue of what to do. Yeah. You'll just get a yes or a no, or I'm trying to think of a one-line it may say go and it just means go to that place that you're intending to go to that kind of thing yeah yeah it's more
0: subtle like it's not so much like a big long thing it's just like one little thing but it's enough for you to kind of have that instinct on
1: exactly and if that if you're not that if you can't do that try writing out a question and then instantly try and write the answer Mm. and do it quick enough that you're kind of bypassing your thoughts Mm. and you're just letting the pen write the answer yeah yeah and you'll be amazed what comes out and the more you do it the more like profound but again it'll be to the point it's not going to be an essay yeah just tell you what you need to know yeah and if it's you have to also be aware that sometimes the answer is that it's not time for you to know Hmm. Yeah, and you can't push it you could ask the same question a hundred times but if it's not the right time for you to know the answer it won't tell you the answer
0: yeah totally um so getting back into crystals a little bit um if someone's new to i guess buying crystals or they want to just sort of start working with them do you have any tips around like what they should
1: choose like what are good ones to start working with So there's two things I'd say. If you go into a crystal shop, the best thing to do is to look around and go just walk directly to the one that catches your eye. Don't read any books. Don't go in doing any homework first. So don't read the book. Think you want a crystal for confidence. That book's probably going to say you need to go for a citrine crystal. Yeah. And then go straight to the citrine crystal when you're in the shop. Because that's us again using our conscious minds and this is all these alternate therapies generally are using our unconscious minds so we can't reason why we need something so it's better to go into the shop see what we're attracted to like it enough we want to buy it Mm -hmm. and then go home and then read that book Mm. or look on google at that point because it will be a much more profound reason that you need that crystal than what you could preempt beforehand Mm, yeah um if you don't want to be buying 101 different crystals (laughs) every time you want to work with one yeah i would say just buy clear quartz Mm. um if you've got lots of things you want to work with you need one clear quartz per thing Mm. because you can't buy one and be like 20 (laughs) things yeah (laughs) um basically because clear quartz can be programmed Mm. so you can hold it with the in, and hold it and then have the intention in your mind of what you want it to help you with mm. and again that can be anything physical emotional spiritual mm-hmm. just have that thought in your mind and you can program it for that support and then when you've when it's helped you and you've reached that goal cleanse it so put it under running water put it out in the full moon in the sun and you know whatever cleansing ritual works for you smudging is a good one and then hold it again and program it for the next way it can support you Mm, amazing and then how do you recommend
0: people work with it like should they just like have it on their desk like what do they do once they've got it
1: (laughs) yeah good question my answer to that is would put it in the space that's relevant for your need Mm -hmm. so if you're giving it quite a busy responsibility like you're setting up a business Mm -hmm. and you want this crystal to help you goal set that kind of thing so it's busy it's productive you want it in a productive part of your house or your office Mm -hmm. if you're wanting that crystal to do something calming like yeah we're just saying about uh, reducing your brain waves down Mm So you could have a clear quartz and you're asking it to support you get into a meditative state quicker. Mm-hmm. You'd put that in that space. So you put it in a more calming space. And you don't want to be putting busy activity crystals in a calming space or vice versa. Yeah. Worst case scenario, like if you did do that, you would just potentially not sleep as well the night you've done that and then you'd realize and put it somewhere else. hmm so it's not like a big no-no, it's just (laughs) put that energy in the right place to suit the job, basically. The other thing that most people do is to keep it on them, so either have it in your pockets, have it in your handbag. Mm -hmm. When I run these workshops, most girls seem to have crystals down their bra. I do that. (laughs) Yeah, everyone, like I get to the workshop and it's becoming this thing now, the (laughs) girls are just Pulling them out, and there's like ten. I'm like, how are you doing oh that? I actually saw like
0: a lingerie company that makes like bras with pockets yes. for your crystals, and I was like, I need some of
1: those. So cool! And on Instagram, you know how um, so there's a joke on Instagram at the moment. You know, in, in jeans, there's a tiny pocket. Uh-huh. You've got the main pocket, and then this like ridiculously tiny thing. Yeah. It's a joke now that that's a tumblestone crystal pocket. 100%. Oh yeah,
0: the perfect spot for it.
1: Nothing else yeah. fits there. <laughs> exactly. I love that. And
0: then also, so if you have like a bunch of crystals, it's probably like a bad idea to put them like all in a bowl together and then just like leave it. Like it's a little too much different energy. Yeah.
1: If you're gonna do that, put it in a living room where you're busy anyway. um There is a train of thought that that's nice for people who are maybe coming into a house because they will probably put their hand in there and it's a nice energy and they may want to pick one out children quite like that Mm. you know the kind of discovery of all these different beautiful colors but yeah you're right especially if you've got them all set doing intentions try and separate them it's not that easy again the amount of people that come to my workshops who they're based in london and they they've rented a a room in a house. They've only got their bedroom. Yeah. So what I'd say to them is like try and get take some to work or put some in your handbag or something, or at least the ones you're not currently using, put in a drawer. So mm-hmm. yes, they're still in that room, mm-hmm. but the intention of putting it away kind of means that they're not doing their job right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they're having a break.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, a question that I like to ask all entrepreneurs is, like, what do you do to keep yourself going when you're, like, at a point where it just seems like nothing is working out?
1: Yeah, I ask my intuition. <laughs> oh. Good. Yeah. And I find, yeah, so those horrible moments, you are, like, hitting a brick wall and nothing's yeah. going right. It's not like I think instantly to ask my intuition. I go through the same that everyone else goes through where I'm like, oh, come on, what am I going to do? But then at some point I'm like, oh, I know what to do. I know to ask my intuition. Mm-hmm. Even just tapping into that energy gives you such a lovely like injection of positivity mm-hmm. that generally that's enough. Like, yeah. If you can tap into that energy, you don't really have any problems anymore. It kind mm-hmm. of neutralizes everything. Yeah. But it would also come up with a really profound, obvious answer that's so obvious you're not thinking of it. Or it would just say, you don't need to worry about that right now. Mm. You know, it's not, you know, like, have you read Edgar Tolley's Power yes. of Now? Yeah. It does that, doesn't it? Your intuition's kind yeah. of doing that all the time. Like, stop worrying about the future. Don't think about the past. Like, focus on the now. Um, yeah. Tap into your intuition yeah it's so true because it's like
0: in this exact moment usually nothing is wrong like you're not being a a saber-toothed tiger like you're gonna be able to make it through like in the exact moment usually you're okay
1: yeah and the amount so the crystal business you know this thing happened with my with my back I fell down those stairs very impressively (laughs) I was lying and didn't know what to do um and I was really bored. It was a boring time. Boring. And I think I tapped into my intuition then. It's like, well, uh, why did this happen for one? But also, what can I do? Mm. And it said to me to set up an Instagram account focusing on crystals.
0: Mm. And
1: then it, I was like, I, I kind of was getting there anyway. So it wasn't a weird message. But it, it even told me the name of the business, Conscience Crystals. Yeah. I was like okay so I was writing that down and I started that and it's completely changed my life from that one thing and I'm not necessarily a social media person either so it's quite an interesting shift yeah you know I with my other business having to do social media every day it just never happened I was Mm -hmm. trying it's very felt very forced sure yeah and it was I I have to do a post and I was no heart in it where this is the opposite I was Learning about the crystals and I was posting about what I learned and therefore helping myself remember at the same time. Yeah, it's so good. A few and then a few months later, a company in London called Drink Shop Do contacted me asking if I wanted to start workshops with them. And they had been following my Instagram. Oh,
0: wow. And
1: since then, all these other companies have followed my Instagram and contacted me, including, do you know Arcadia? no I don't think so it's a big UK brand who I'm trying to think uh, t- Topshop yes of yes <laughs> they own Topshop oh okay so I've been into their head offices and run crystal workshops for them in their head offices mm-hmm. and again that was just via social media so yeah. in, I, every few weeks I tap into my intuition and see what I should do next and it's made the business flow like I don't really hit that stressful period with this job like I have with the other job yeah because I follow my intuition
0: that's amazing I love that when you're in flow you're just like in flow and it's like everything does just go so much easier from
1: that place yeah all the books where they say when you find your thing you know it will be in flow like you're saying and I thought this other business uh was my thing because i'd created it and therefore it must be my thing yeah. but it, i used to liken it sometimes to kind of pulling a cart horse up a hill it was such mm-hmm. hard work mm-hmm. and i had to physically like make everything happen where this one it kind of does its own thing which is lovely yeah. <laughs> a lot less effort needed totally <laughs> i've got a couple of rapid
0: fire questions for you um okay. what's your favorite book
1: I love all spiritual self-development books, and I've read most of them. And I think right now I like um, The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. Yeah. Because it's less intense and it's easygoing. Yeah. And she's fun.
0: Yeah. I bought it ages ago, but I haven't finished it yet. So I feel like I need to go back. It's
1: it's lighthearted, and it's one of the only books, I think, where you're reading about someone's like diaried experiences yeah. it's quite quite a different take on things and she's very easy to listen to I, so i listened to her on audible yeah so good she's a good um, audible book
0: yeah does she read it like her the author
1: i think she does
0: because that's my I'm favorite on
1: the, <laughs> yeah i think i i'm pretty sure it's her yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong
0: <laughs> either way it's good to listen to yeah her. um what's your favorite crystal
1: black tourmaline. Do you know black tourmaline? Yeah, I always put it by the door. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah. It's for protection. Yeah. It's probably my um so one of the girls who work for us, she's a graphic designer, and um she always jokes it looks like coal. So she's like <laughs> all these beautiful crystals in the world and my favorite looks like coal. But the energy of black tourmaline is so relaxing and safe I'm actually behind so we're talking at the moment behind the screen I'm talking to you on is black tourmaline it's around me all the time
0: (laughs) yeah it just feels so like grounding and protecting
1: yes it is it's some safety it's meant to be basically how we would want to feel as a baby Mm. protected is the energy of a black tourmaline and historically they would when they were making or creating a home building a house they would put that into the foundations of the house on the four mm. corners of the house mm. so it's got a lot of cultural kind of historic yeah. background to it
0: I love that I feel like we should do that again like people should do that now <laughs> definitely
1: definitely and also I've got it as a necklace and when I'm in the cities it's my this isn't stressful crystal yeah, yeah totally
0: and also your sun moon and rising sign.
1: Do you know what? I don't know them. Really? I, well, I can say I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah. Um, so I've got all the Sagittarius traits of like mm. wanting to do their own business, wanting Indeed. to travel. Yeah. My mum used to say the negative of a Saggy is outspoken, mm. which I've never, and she used to point that out, like, <laughs> oh, you're being outspoken. And I'm like, not really. I could be worse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But the other bits, I don't know when at the time I was born. no. So then it's like you can't find it out. Exactly. But apparently, it's funny you asked this today. Um, The other day I was saying that to someone because they asked me. Yeah. And apparently if you go to a really good astrologer and you start saying your life experiences, they know. Yeah, they can work backwards, apparently. Yeah.
0: With a pretty good guess, which I think is pretty... Wild, because I'm just like, yeah. tell me what's going to happen then? Like should I be aware of anything?:
1: <laughs> Exactly. So I don't know right now, but I'm going to work it out. <laughs> yeah, you'll
0: find out.: Yeah, amazing.
1: So where can people find you online? So uh, we're about to launch our website, which is called ModernsoulStudent.com, so in the next few weeks, if you have a look there, that's what we'll be. But at the moment, I'd recommend our Instagram account, Conscience Crystals so it's con science that's what I love about it I talk very much about the science of crystals conscience crystals um so yeah head over to Instagram and we're there and I try and make it a big thing that I answer everyone's crystal questions and just general theta questions self-development um but yeah part of the business is you don't even need to be buying crystals from us it's just if you've got a crystal question come to us and I'll make sure I answer it for you
0: Amazing. Well,
1: it was so good to talk with you today. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Kim. It's lovely to speak to you. Also, if you wanted to give Theta Healing a
0: try, Gemma has kindly gifted us with a discount code. If you mention my name when you're booking a session with her, that will get you a discount. And I highly recommend working with her. Like my sessions were so transformative and so helpful. So definitely recommend checking her out. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a listener of the show. Um, If you could subscribe and leave a review, that would mean so much to me because it helps us rise up in the Apple podcast ranks. And also when you subscribe, it means that you're the first to get episodes when they hit iTunes because sometimes they don't always show up in the feed if you're not a subscriber but if you are subscribed then you get them straight away without ever having to wait which is amazing so yeah hit that subscribe button leave us a rating and a review
1: and I hope you have an incredible week I will talk to you next time